My name is Pastor Peter Gidaka. I pastor in Higher Ground Praise Chapel. That's what we call ourselves. We meet in Kiku Township Primary School. I want to thank you, all of you, who have found time to listen to this broadcast. I want to ask you to look for a pen, look for a, a book, look for your Bible, sit down, let's lead through and with your pen and paper, you can note down some of the nuggets that braces you, you know, things you want to remember. We want to mine the wealth and the knowledge, revelation that is contained in each verse. And our study is again in the book of Ephesians. We may not be able to pick verse by verse by verse in all the entire book of Ephesians, but we'll pick as many as we can and zero in and magnify like using a magnifying glass or as using a microscope and trying to get exactly the depth in that verse. Let's go to where we stopped last broadcast. That was Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4. I think we did verse 3 and verse 2, but today we are going to verse 4. Let's read that verse together. We are using King James. But God, who is leash in mercy for his great love, wherewith he loves us. Wherewith he loves us. Wow. First, I want us to take us back to the previous verses. The previous verses told us who we were before we were born again. It continued to tell us how we were caught, controlled by the spirit that lose the world, the system of this world. And then it tells us that we are now born again. We were controlled, we were dead in our trespasses and sins. Verse 4 now tells us, but God. It tells you who you are and then tells you, but God. Wow, I love that word, but God. Verse 3 describes the hopelessness condition of the entire world. The hopeless condition in our lives. You yourself as a Christian, you can reflect back and see where God has gotten you from. You can see that hopelessness. You can see where you are stuck in life. Frustrations and disappointments. And you can say with Paul, but God, but God. Without God, Every person and every situation is hopeless. But we can say, but God. But God has intervened. And now there is an answer to every problem through Christ. Regardless of how bad the report is in the natural, we need to remember, but God. I know right now, the whole entire world is confused, desperate, don't know where it's going or where it's coming from. But for you and me who are born again, who know Christ, his mercy and grace, who know his faithfulness that never ends, the one we trust, we can say, but God, but God. This verse reveals God's motive for providing salvation for us. God was not motivated to save us through pity. He did not look at us and he pitied these poor creatures down there. That verse tells us, But God, who is rich in mercy 
for his great love wherewith he loved us it's not pity it's love he loved us he loved you he loved me and leached out and saved us from that desperate life he was motivated sorry by love god loves us therefore accepting salvation is accepting god's love accepting salvation is accepting god's love rejecting salvation is rejecting god's love for you maybe who is listening and who's not born again at the end of the broadcast we will want to give you an opportunity to accept god's love anyone who prays only to escape hell and doesn't receive god's love is missing the whole point of salvation i want us to look at verse 5 verse 5 says even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with christ even when we were dead you can see the emphasis of paul i like this emphasis he doesn't want us to lose the sight of who we were where we are coming from he keep on taking us back there because remembering remembering reflecting in humility makes you want to give thanks makes you want to give thanks for what god has done and is doing in your life so paul says again even when we were dead in sins has quickened us together with christ by grace you are saved this is an amazing and conditional act of love performed by god in christ this didn't happen after we had straightened up our lives but while we were still dead in sins we were raised in christ isn't it great that god didn't wait for you to come out of your mess so that he can receive you he picked us while we were still in that mess i'm not sure that there is anyone before they got saved they were fasting 10 days 20 days they were praying they were tithing they were going to see the sick they were preaching out there i don't think there is anyone we were busy living our lives according to the system that we lived in of hate and being hated leveraging and having other people leverage bonus if you will the bible says while we were still in sins when we were still dead in sin he died for us he died for you motivated by love his great love even when we were spiritually dead because of our sins god's forbearance was working on our behalf he was tolerant patient kind towards us god abounded in excessive proportion with goodwill compassion and desire to help us born as if you were wow that is great good news his disposition was kind compassionate and forgiving in his treatment of us he wanted in abundant supply to alleviate our distress and bring relief from our sins wow amen and let me tell you let me tell you 
He did this by giving us life in place of death. When you are walking around dead, he saw you, he stopped you, he intervened in your life and gave him gave you his life. It was with Christ that this salvation was secured. By grace, kindness, favor, we are saved. All of this was as a result of God's extreme large degree of love, wherewith he loved us, he loved you, always seeking your good welfare. Thank you, Father. We can stop just say to say thank you. Just to say thank you. I want you to reflect. I don't want you to take for granted. I want you to reflect where you are coming from. I want you to reflect what God has done in your life. I want you to think through and see his mercy and his grace and give you this opportunity to just say, thank you, Father. Thank you. I want you to notice that this verse stresses the fact that by grace you are saved. By grace you are saved. This clearly illustrates by Paul's description of us being dead. Dead people can't help themselves. They can't move, talk, or respond in any way because they have no life in themselves. We are given life through Christ. When we were dead in our sins, when we were dead in our sins, this was an act of grace independent of our effort and works. God gave Christ's life to us who were dead in sin. Truly and truly we can say salvation rests in the work of God through Christ alone. I want us to look at verse 6. Verse 6 says, and has raised us up and has raised us up and made us sit together in heavenly places. Let me repeat that verse again. It is and has raised us up together, made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. I know you have noted those areas of that verse that I've, I've emphasized. Laced us up together, made us sit together in the heavenly places. The word together was used three times in, Ephes, in, in this book of Ephesians. It is describing our union with Christ in being quickened, raised, seated in the heavenly places. None of these things are possible on our own. We couldn't raise ourselves up when we were dead in sins. We couldn't sit ourselves together in the heavenly places far above the demonic oppressions. It required the hand of God, the mercy of God, the faithfulness of God. It is only through our union with Christ that any of this is attainable. Our victory in the Christian life is dependent sorry, on our dependence on Christ and not ourselves. We don't work for what Christ has done. I don't want to go ahead of myself because we are coming to that as we go on. There is nothing more frustrating than trying to live for Christ. Instead, we need to recognize our weakness and let him live his life through us. That would be the best 
that can happen to us. The Bible says, he made us sit. He laced us up and quickened us. This indicates something that God has already accomplished in Christ. Not something that is of in the future. It's because of our position of being laced up with Christ that all things including the demonic realm are put under our feet in Christ Jesus. As we saw, we are laced up with him in the heavenly places. So if we are raised up with him, everything else is below us. Everything else is below us under our feet. And not because of who we are, what we have done, because of who he is and what he has done. Our victory comes by our dependence on his finished work. We are to exercise this authority in this pleasant evil age through preaching the gospel, including healing the sick and casting out devils. My dear reasoner, I know you are out there. Maybe you are actually looking and thinking you are born again. Yet, there are things going through your life which are not desirable. They, they are not a blessing. I want to quickly come to you and tell you the devil is a liar. We have victory in Christ. We have victory in Christ. We have authority in Christ. And that authority that is in us in Christ is released by you speaking and declaring what God has already done in your life. And you can't know what God has done in your life until you go back to the word of God. There are seven, over 700 um, promises in the word of God. You need to walk in and pick and believe and release authority against what the enemy is doing in your life, in your family, in your marriage, bonus if you will, or in your place of work. Since we are reselected with Christ, and seated with him in heavenly places. What is true of him is also true of us in our born again spirit. We can and should do the same works that Jesus did or Jesus does. Born as if he were. I want us to go to verse 8 and possibly close with this one until the next broadcast. Let's read verse 8. Verse 8 says, For by grace are you saved. Through faith and that not of yourself. It is the gift of God. It is the gift of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 8 and 9. We've just read verse 8. Verse 8 and 9 states that the basis of our salvation. The basis of our salvation is grace. Let me define grace to you. Because we've like all the way through. We've been talking of grace, grace, grace. And it's a familiar word in our very day-to-day vocabulary. But let's define it so as we go on, you'll be able to understand exactly what we are speaking about. The word grace, it means undeserved, unmerited, favor, unearned, unconditional. I want to repeat those words. It's unearned. It's unconditional, is undeserved, is unmerited favor. 
the grace of God is what he did independent of you. When he went to the cross, he went to the cross 2,000 years ago before you came around. Hence, we said that he didn't wait for you to come and clean up your mess so that he can pick you and save you. So that is the meaning of the word grace. So that's what we are saying. The basis of our salvation is grace. That is God's undeserved and merited favor towards us as expressed in providing redemption through Christ Jesus. The means, that was the basis, the means of God's saving us is through faith. Through faith, we accept God's free gift of salvation and was provided by grace. That is the free gift of salvation that was provided by grace. So we are saved by grace through faith. Grace provides, faith receives. Grace provides, faith receives. Grace provided 2,000 years ago what you need today. But faith now stretches out. Faith, you can say faith is therefore the bridge that leashes out, helps you to leash out for what which is already done and is in the spiritual realm. So the word saved means much more than just forgiveness of sins. It includes healing. The Bible says, by the stripes of Jesus, we were, not we shall, we were healed. It includes prosperity. The Bible says that Jesus was made poor or became poor, that we may walk in leashes. I know this turbos many people because of how it has been turned and twisted by greed and selfish people. But whether it has been twisted, it still remains a spiritual reality. You miss it if you look at from the eyes of those who have twisted it. And if you need deliverance, it is already done. In this verse, the Greek word that was translated saved is the is in perfect tense. This means that something was done and completed in the past, yet continues to have present results in our lives. Continues to have present results in our everyday life. As we believe and trust and stretch out our faith to receive. God's grace has already provided all spiritual blessings in Christ Jesus. That is chapter 1 of Ephesians verse 3. And our faith leashes out to God and receives the benefits. Romans 5, 1 and 2. It talks of this grace, this grace that we start on. Grace admits us to that position of receiving. There is a great scholar who translated that same verse that we have read and said, For by grace have you been saved in time past completely through faith with the results that your salvation persists through present time. And this 
salvation is not from you as a source. I want to repeat that translation. For by grace have you been saved in time past completely through faith with the results that your salvation persists through present time and this is not from you as a source. So we can say you are not saved by faith alone. You are not saved by grace alone. You are saved by grace through faith. And maybe we'll leave it at that for now and possibly pick it from their next broadcast. But again, we don't want to assume that all have been listening to this broadcast are born again. We know some of you are desiring. They've never been accosted with that opportunity to make a decision for Christ. Today, I want to give you that opportunity. I want you to make a decision and hopefully that that decision you make right now is a decision for Christ. Say this after me. Father, I thank you for Jesus Christ who died on the cross that I may be saved. This day, I realize I'm a sinner. I ask you, Father, to forgive my sins. I open my heart to receive Christ in my heart. Holy Spirit, I welcome you. Help me to live a godly life. I'm now born again. Thank you so much for making that decision. I will ask you if you've made that decision and sincerely pray that prayer from your heart. You can go to a church, a Bible-believing church, and tell them that this is the decision I made. Or you can call me through this number, 0751-030930. Thank you so much. God bless you. We meet in the next broadcast. Amen.